Hey guys, my name is Sufal. I'm Mervin. And welcome to TMA. Today we have a special guest. Young Doe. Yeah. yeah. So um, so we always start off with this. We go, tell us about yourself. Like, Take a couple sentences. Tell us who you are. You know, you're, how you're your 30-second elevator pitch kind yeah, of. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. I don't know. I know. We put uh, him on the spot. <laughs> uh, well, I, I mean, I, I don't know. Uh, family man, uh, husband, dad. Uh, God-fearing man and guy who loves hip hop and mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know and lots of things to lots of people. All yeah. right, all right. So we're gonna do this job interview style now. All right. What's your <laughs> occupation? <laughs> occupation, missionary. All right. Uh, hobbies. Oh, man, uh, napping. Mm, that's yeah. eating. That's okay. <laughs> Living, sleeping, <laughs> breathing. Oh, yeah. I do that one. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty good at that one. Um, I don't know if I have hobbies. I mean, I it's like I try to exercise, okay. but I don't know if that's a hobby in terms of like, like yeah. I enjoy it. It's more of a hobby of like uh, I just got to do it. Yeah, well, I mean, it's good that enough. you're keeping fit. You know. Yeah, I try. Do you have any, are there any interests of yours then? Like things things that people are like you know Yodo would he would like that. Yeah. The thing that comes to forefront of my mind now is like like hip hop history. Uh, just because you know, I don't, I don't break, I don't write graffiti, I don't do it. But I, I love the culture, I love history, and I love, I don't love history, I love hip hop history, I love reading about it and watching documentaries or whatever, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I enjoy that kind of stuff. Otherwise, I don't know, hobby wise, I'm, my life's pretty busy. I don't know if I have time to really dedicate mm-hmm. a lot of things to to hobbies and things. Right, with the family and all. Yeah. 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 Okay. Oh, you know what we should talk about? We should probably talk about how we met you in the first place. Oh, yes. Yeah. So how long was it that, how long ago was it that we started, you started this session here? Uh, probably, what is it now? December, end of December, end of 2019. I think it was around two and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. It's like March or April or May or spring of like 2017, I think. Yeah. I think it was. Yeah, I remember back then it was like no one came to session, yeah, right? It was, like it was really quiet. Yeah. Well, we, when we first started session here, we tried it on Fridays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you put a poll out, right? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, Fridays wasn't really in terms of like, there weren't a lot of people that needed the Fridays, I, I guess, because it was like, you know, we had it like 3.30 to 5.30. And so, uh, yeah. you know, people are still working or whatnot. And then. And then you didn't need it on Fridays because yeah, you still had you had the York, 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 York session and stuff down. like that. So, so it's like, well, we don't need it. So then we put a poll out. Uh, someone told me about the Facebook group. And then uh, I asked the church here, you know, what days are available. And it seemed like at the time, I don't think, I think there might have been a private one I didn't know about. But at the time, I thought, okay, Monday seems to be open. So, um it's just it's tried on Mondays, and so mm-hmm. we started that probably after a few months. And yeah. And well, like, it still wasn't a lot of people coming out yeah, anyway yeah. on the Mondays, but yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. things like this. I don't. I remember there weren't a lot of sessions or practice spots in Scarborough or North York in general. Yeah, in this area. But I'm curious, like, because before you started hosting practice, I didn't know, like, I didn't even know you existed. I don't know. Yeah. Put it weirdly, but I was. I'm curious, like, what made you want to start hosting practices in the first place? Yeah, I think you know it's gonna be. I don't, someone just asked me this today, and it's and it's. Uh, I I don't know if it'll make sense for people who, or it'll sound cheesy for people who might be. Well, okay, let me just put it this way then. For me, it's like I'm a Christian guy, and so what I know is that God loves me, 
And so God asked me to love other people in, in return. So, so for me, it's like, all right, well, I want to love the B-boys and B-girls. And so how do I do that? And so the best way I could think of was, well, if we can put on another session for you guys to practice and you guys to get better at what you guys do, then that's the only way I could figure at the time was, you know, how do, how do I bless these guys and how do, I, how do I love them? Well, give them another spot to practice. And so we just started sessions kind of on that reason. And that's still yeah. the reason today, right? It's just to show love and, and, you know, hopefully help you guys get better at what you guys do. Right. So just for the listeners, I just realized a lot of you guys don't know what a session is. So oh, right. yeah, Youngdo actually hosts. A session. I didn't know what a session was. <laughs> exactly. So. Now he runs them. <laughs> yeah. So Youngdo hosts a session here at Bayview Glen, Bla- Bayview Glen Alliance Church. Yeah. Right. Uh, from uh, seven to nine thirty. Yeah. Right. Uh, session is essentially where people can come dance, uh, whatever you do. Uh, primarily here we have breakers coming in, and it's literally just a place to create a safe space and just practice, have fun. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm just gonna say I think it's super commendable that you still host practices, even though that you're not like like you said you're not you don't break yourself. Because mm-hmm. I remember especially in the beginning when we had so few people. I remember Sufo, you told me a story once. I think you said you came here and almost I think it was empty, right? Yeah, there was one time I came. It was literally just me and Youngdo. Yeah, the yeah. Time. there was one time that no one came. Yeah, oh, it was wow. just and me. you're just waiting the entire time. Well, right? there at the big. I mean, there was a a couple. No, before starting sessions here. Um, couple guys tried to, to teach me how to break and then when we started sessions here uh they came out and they're like well you're already here since you're here you might as well try to learn so they tried to teach me and so it'd be like you know i learned six step and cc and mm-hmm. stuff and like i remember back then turtle freeze yeah. and then and then they kind of jumped me like i don't know if he was skipping a few steps or not but they was like okay let's do swipes but i never got swipes or anything like that but then you know it was like for example, it was like, you know, if all I knew was turtle freeze, Yeah, that's all I would practice. So it'd be like an hour at home, just turtle just freeze. Turtle freeze yeah, and then oh after God. a while, it would be like, I'd go to the doctor and be like, what's wrong? I'm like, my wrist really hurts. Oh. <laughs> Why? And I'm like, I don't know. He's like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm learning breaking. And then like, the doctor's like, you just stop learning breaking. Because <laughs> it's like, you know what I mean? Because that's all I knew. That's all I thought that it was like, the one move you know, the two moves you know, you just practice that. So yeah. it would be like, Six step and total freeze for like an hour oh at home. God, that's so like crazy. Everything hurts, and yeah. then I was like, I was like, oh, I don't know if I, I don't know if I can put in the time to, because I'm like I have things to do too, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, um, not saying that in a condescending way or anything, but you know, it's like I just don't have the time to put in. So I was like, all right, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just I love it, but we just it just mean I have to yeah. do it, right? Yeah, so. but I mean, we I I think I speak on behalf of like everyone who breaks and it comes to these sessions. Like we are really grateful that you host these. Oh. Like, this is honestly <laughs> the most selfless thing I've seen anyone do in oh. a long time. Like, I can't imagine, like, I, I can't even picture it, right? Like, Sufo, like, you, I don't know. I, I can't imagine myself running a session, taking time out of my day, yeah. hosting a place, playing yeah, the music. I, it's, it's a lot of dedication. I'm curious, what do you, what do your, um, what does your family and what do your kids think about, like, your interest in hosting these practices? I mean, they're just used to it now. Mm-hmm. They're just yeah. used to me every it's been Monday. Like two years now, yeah. yeah, they're just used to every Monday. Dad's out. And mm-hmm. <laughs> do they think you're the cool dad? <laughs> no, I don't think so. At all. <laughs> <laughs> they, they they have no interest in hip hop. They have no interest yeah. in that stuff. So they just know. No, I what, go what out and your, provide a space for people. That's, what are your kids into then? Well, I mean, they're stu- I mean they're young, so I mean they like Minecraft and, mm. and Raptors and 
some one of them likes reading and stuff like okay, that. So they reading. do they do those things, yeah. Yeah. So I wanted to mention the sweater you're wearing. So yeah. I know it has uh, some significant value. As, as everyone can see on exactly. the Exactly. As all of you can see, I will echo location it. You guys just listen to it, the sound bouncing off a sweater. But um, can you tell us a little bit about like uh, what the sweater is and like where it comes from? All right. Um, so what I do is, so I don't, know for, I don't know how to describe this for people online. So it's a... It's a sweater with an MC, a DJ. Yeah, uh, a graffiti writer. Yeah. And a, a breaker. And a breaker. breaker. And then the middle is a guy reading the Bible. Exactly. So yeah. for me, it's, it's like I said, I, I love hip hop, um, but I also love God. And so for me, it's like, how do I put, how do you, how do you do hip hop and with God in the center of it all? Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, if I can, if I can help other people know God, great. I, I mean, like, I don't put on session to do like a, bait and switch kind of thing yeah, but, yeah, yeah you know if it comes around great i'd, I'd love to do that you know I, I would love everyone to know god but you know for me it's like how do, but for me when i say like put god in the center it's not i don't think it means like all right if you're an mc now you got to do only christian raps or whatever <laughs> yeah. like that right so i'm much more concerned with if someone wants to follow god i think it's much more about like your character and how you treat people mm-hmm. rather than what your occupation and, and how can you kind of christianify yeah, everything yeah stuff like mm-hmm. that so so for me this is like you know this is what i do this is my heart this is like you know god hip-hop you know family mm-hmm. it's kind of that so uh i maybe i'm wrong here but isn't the sweater from uh something you run yeah so yeah. i have this like well, i call it city lights it's not like an official it's not like registered yeah, with the yeah, government yeah. or anything like that so it's like I said before, I'm a I'm a missionary. So what I don't know if you guys know what missionaries. So pa- like for example, pastors are people who, you know, generally, minister do ministry Christian ministry in a church, mm-hmm. right? As part of a church, missionaries are people who kind of go out to not really in the church and go out and kind of want to tell people about so Jesus and is stuff. it fair to me say they go out on missions yes <laughs> that's where the term oh, yeah. that's where the term yeah that's where the term is from it's not yeah, yeah. and so you, you do missions and so yeah. for me what I do is my mission is to uh, I would I, like I said I want I want the hip hop community to know Jesus but yeah. it's not Again, it's not like I, again, it's not like I do sessions. Yeah, as a, yeah, you're not. It's not like upon yo, them. come yeah. here, guys, and then as soon as you guys practice, like yo, let me tell you about Jesus, right? It's just <laughs> this is like yo, yeah, no, I, it's literally just an open yeah, session. Love you guys, come yeah. practice. You know, yeah. have it out. You know, there are other things that I do that are more about yo. You want to learn about God? All right, we'll do this, mm-hmm. and it's just other things that I that I do that are mm-hmm. not just sessions. So we'll have like Bible studies, or we'll have other things like we'll go serve meals or something yeah, like yeah. that. So. Um, so those are the more kind of avenues of, of how to do that. As a missionary, do you have any like significant stories or some stories that have stuck with you that have happened in your with me? Yeah, with these, like an interaction you may have had with someone. Yeah, over Anything the years, that has right? like really stuck with you? Um, I mean, I mean, there are lots, and, and well, I can't say lots. There are some where it's like if someone say starts to believe in Jesus, then it's you know that you kind of had a hand in that and that's always awesome mm-hmm. you know there's also conversations where you have where people don't believe in jesus or won't believe in jesus and then you kind of you get to learn the reason why and yeah. it's like oh okay that's pretty eye-opening i never would have thought of it that way you know things like that and so but it's never uh, uh like but well, you don't believe in jesus then i ain't gonna love you no more it's not yeah, like it's that not right but it's like him, yeah. 
it's like just those moments where you learn things and you're just like, oh, I never thought of that. But then there's also other great moments where you see like, you know, someone's hurting, whether it was physically or emotionally or whatever. And then you and you pray and you see God answer the prayer and they get physically healed or emotionally healed or stuff like that. Or relationships are mended. And it's just those moments where it's like kind of it's almost like, you know, you, you think I guess I could think of it as like there are certain ways I think god wants the world to be and how people treat each other and it's not just like i think i think people always think it's just about morals and ethics and i think mm-hmm. it's more than that and then when you see that stuff happen it's like oh that's that's dope that because that's the way you kind of you think if god wants it to be and that's how i would want to want it to be and mm-hmm. so when it happens you're like oh that's dope that's good that's those are those are good moments that happen okay um so i think Curious. Okay, we've had another Christian b-boy on this mm. podcast, but I think Chris Luxon, I think yeah. you met him before. Yeah. Um, so he told us his story, but I'm curious, um, how did you get into your faith in general? Like, were you was your family Christian yeah. to you begin with? Um, y- yes and no. I mean, I went to church. My parents took me to a church uh, when I was a little kid. Um, I think back then, <clears throat> when you're... I mean, I, th- I don't think that it's not that they didn't believe in God, but I think a church at the time is also this kind of like cultural center. Like if you go, if you're Korean, you go to Korean church. And yeah, it's like, it's that's like where you culture. see other Koreans. Yeah. Oh, so you're going to community too, right? Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. so you, you do. It's kind of both, right? It's a religious place and a cultural place. Uh, I stopped going to church though probably around, I would say junior high. Yeah. Um, and then... After my second year of university, I mean, during university was even like you know I would I would I went to Western. Oh for, wow! For school. Yeah, yeah, and then you know it was kind of thing like my uncle was an elder, like a leader at a church, and mm-hmm. so uh, it would be like oh, I should I should go not because I really was believing in God. It was more like I don't want to make him look bad because everyone would know like well your nephew's in town he doesn't come to church kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like a it's like a Korean face shame kind of culture thing right and so you know well every asian probably well probably a lot of cultures right and so yeah, yeah. you know but every time i go i'd be like i'd be like sleeping or something like that right yeah. like no interest at all and then um but after second year i said all right i want to i want to go to korea i got four months let's go visit korea because it's kind of like you know after i graduate then you got to work and yeah. it's like when you have time to really take a lot of time so all right, four months so in hindsight i think it was like god set me up because it was like everyone i met there was christian Mm. You know, uh, they would pester me to go to church, and I'd finally be like, "All right, all right let's go." If I go once, will you stop asking me to go to church? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. They'd be like, "Yeah," I'm like, "All right, I'll go once." You know, um, but then there was one time where my—he's technically my—we call him my nephew, but I think he's like my—I don't know—it's like my cousin's. Yeah, call him whatever you want. Yeah, he's my okay nephew, Some but he's like two years to. younger than me, so. Yeah. You know, he went to a Christian college and all his friends became my friends and mm-hmm. some of like that. And so he got to go to L.A. Um, at, to a Christian conference in L.A. While, we're in, while I was in Korea. When he came back, he brought back any kind of literature that was in English and free. You know, there's one. Night, I just took it and said, thanks, threw it in a drawer, whatever. And then uh, one night I couldn't sleep. It was just so hot and humid. But I couldn't do anything because their 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 crib was so small that if i went to the living room to watch tv i'd just wake everyone up yeah. so i was like i can't do anything so i woke up i just rifled through like what am i supposed to do in this room i found this piece of literature and it it told me about god and it, and it you know it 
led me through a prayer to kind of ask for forgiveness for all the wrongs I'd done, which is funny because I always thought I'm a good kid, whatever, you know. Mm. And then, and that was it. And it was almost like God was saying, "Ah, you want to be a good kid? Don't worry about. Don't do this. Don't do this. Do this. Do this. Like, don't sweat the rules. Just follow my son." Mm. And in my mind, I was like, "That's one thing." You know, instead of trying to memorize like a hundred moral rules, like, that's one thing. I, I'm in. You know, and then yeah, I led through like uh, they had a prayer, and and you know that kind of leads you through asking for forgiveness and saying, "All right, God, you take the lead and and my life." And so I did that, and then and I knew, you know, and then I went back. I don't remember. I probably went back to sleep, and after that, it was like, you know, went back to school, went back to Western. I was at church like two, three times a week, and just fully awake. Didn't matter if you went to the club and got home <laughs> what time. It was like Sunday morning. I'm up at church listening. I was like, you know. I remember someone else saying to me, "He's like, yo, you really, you really changed. Like, you're different now. Like, you know, I was like, mm-hmm. probably the fact that I was still awake at church would be different. Would be different. That's, that's a big yeah, yeah. You're awake, you know. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, because before that, it would be like, you know, I remember this one time, uh, this girl came out. She's like, you should read the Bible, and I was like, all right. But really, I only read it because I was like, oh, she's kind of cute. Yeah, she's cute, right? right. So I read it, and then I get to like this part that was like a list of names. It was like it's still like people consider it boring and stuff. And I'd be like, oh man, she's not that cute. I can't read. This. You know? <laughs> and, then, and then she'd come up again. She read the Bible. I was like, all right, I'll read the Bible. I get the back to the same point. Like I can't do. I can't do this. Right? You know, kind of thing. Yeah, but, temptation. Yeah. I, was like, I can't do. That. I can't do. It. You know. But yeah. So yeah. Um, I mean, that's the. I, short version i guess even though that's still probably still too long yeah that's no, crazy. that was a great story yeah like was, your trip to korea pretty yeah, much yeah four months. changed everything yeah. yeah so i as i'm not a christian so i don't really know much about christianity right. so is, is this is going to be very blunt maybe not the right yeah. way to word it but does being a missionary pay the bills like how does it work so how how it works is usually if you're a missionary um i mean you have a choice you can say i right, i'm gonna I'm a work and get a job and then and then do my mission work on the not on the side i mean that's your kind of purpose but yeah you know you still like you, you make your that, own money and you yeah. do the mission work other missionaries will be like you kind of ask churches and individual people and say hey can you support me financially to do this work yeah right and so i'm of that kind where people will support me to 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 do the work yeah and so uh i mean i don't i'm nowhere near raising enough for to live on or anything like that like my wife works but mm-hmm. and so that helps but uh so most missionaries are, are one of the two they work themselves they they have their job and, and things and they do mission work or uh they do mission work and other people say hey we believe in what you're doing or we believe in you mm-hmm. and and uh we can we'll support you to do that and and you know there's different advantages and disadvantages to both right obviously if you're working full-time you don't have as much time to dedicate to your mission work or the energy really yeah. to do that. Um, but if you're raising your own funding, then sure, then you have full time. You can, you can work all the time. You can do mission work all the time. But at the same time, um, you might not get a lot of money. You might not yeah. raise a lot of money. Mm-hmm. You know, like you know, and so it's you know you you pick the way that you want to do it or the way you think God wants you to do it, and then you you do it. So, say alternate universe, you did not go into yeah. like missionary. Um, would you? What would you have been doing? I know you're in Western. Like, what were you at Western for? Uh, at Western, I ended up studying chemistry. Oh, just chemistry. Uh, oh. Yeah, yeah. I have a chem degree from Western. 
Oh, so you did your bachelor's in chemistry? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Cool. Yeah. Well, not you don't have to be amazed because I did not like him. <laughs> so wait, why did you go into chemistry then? Um, when I was in high school, uh, back then they had a uh, after grade twelve there was OAC, and so it was like a grade thirteen. Oh, yeah. And so my chemistry teacher in OAC was really good. Um, and so first year chem at Western was almost like review. Like he was so good that like my highest mark. Like in chemi- when I was in first year, I remember, uh, I forget what they're called, the people that kind of go over your court, like counselor or whatever. Oh, guidance counselor. Guidance counselor, yeah. yeah. So she, I remember that guidance counselor saying, I've never seen anyone take a course load like this. Why are you doing this? You know, like my, my first year course load was I had, I had chemistry, I had intro to business, I had poli sci, uh, sociology, and um, maybe calculus or some other like it was all it was spread around yeah like a spread so she's like why are you doing this I'm like I don't know what I want to do and so but and chemistry ended up being my favorite my my highest mark and I think it was because of my my high school chem teacher sociology was my favorite class but so I was like oh, I don't know what I want to do so I might as well roll with the highest mark and so I just said all right I'll go to chemistry and, yeah um but in the I mean in the end I didn't really like it and stuff like that and uh, I don't I don't know if the teachers professors really like me in it (laughs) but you know like my I did western in five years and so Mm. my fourth and fifth years I took a lot of philosophy electives and I really liked that yeah um and then the guidance counselor was like you know you took a lot of electives you could you if you took one year all philosophy courses we could probably give you like an equivalent diploma and I was like I was already here for five years. Yeah. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, you know that's a lot more money and yeah. no diss to philosophy, but I don't know what I'd do with the philosophy oh, degree. Right. So yeah. I was like, I'm alright. I'm cool. Yeah, I'm a I'm a bounce now. But um, yeah. So I mean, I mean, I I look back and I think you know if I didn't I didn't really like chemistry, but I think it was good in terms of I don't know if all depending on what you study it helps kind of how you think of things and how you. So I think chemistry is a lot of problem solving. So I think oh, yeah. Yeah. I got kind of good at problem Definitely. solving and stuff. But like I imagine maybe I would think different if I ended up in sociology. And so yeah. so yeah. I can't I can't say that I regret taking chemistry because I think maybe part of it was like it helped me solve. It, it gives me a different way of problem solving things. It gives you a different like mindset. To yeah. Think. yeah. You yeah. Know, but I feel things. like what's shaped you a lot now is not so much your education, but your experiences, right? Aside from that. Yeah, I, I think so. And, it, you know, and what you kind of, yeah, because you, your experiences and you know, you go into what you're either disciplined in or what you're interested in, and you pursue that and you grow better and better at it. And so, yeah, your experiences shape a lot, a lot of stuff, I imagine. So curious, um, at least in my, my household isn't Christian, mm. but my my grandma is, right? right. And um, it's it's interesting because even though she has her own sort of her own beliefs, she doesn't sort of like impose any of it on us, right? right. Um, so I know I know you're Christian, but I was wondering, like, does the same thing work in your household? Is everyone in your household Christian? Like, how does that work? Yeah, I mean, my wife is Christian. Uh, sometimes I think she's better Christian than I am. <laughs> um, and so we, you know, we raise our kids with that, with with that belief. But I think I don't. I don't mean I don't know if it's different. I don't. I mean, I think me and my wife, or my wife and I. Me and my wife. It's okay. I don't, we don't care about us. <laughs> we, us. <laughs> so don't we, um, we, I don't think we generally think of it as like, like I don't, I, it's funny because I don't really know what everyone else thinks of what Christianity is. Like, like in terms of like, do people think of it just like equivalent to other religions where it's just 
my lifestyle and other rules to live. Um, whereas we, I think we think of it as more like, yeah, you know, there, there are rules, not rules, but kind of standards and, and morals and things. But I think we think of it more as like life with God, like in a relationship or in a, I don't know. I don't think we think of it as just like, all right, do these moral rules and you're Christian. I think of it as like, well, God, I think God wants to be involved in your character, how you treat people, how you, it's almost like, you know, the. Sounds like a way of living almost. Yeah. yeah. Right. Cause it's almost like saying like, I don't want to turn this into a religious podcast, but it's like, there's one story in the Bible where he's like, this guy comes up to Jesus and says, all right, what do I do, got to do to inherit eternal life? And God says, well, what do you, th- you know, what do you think? And he's like, he's like, well, you know, I, I follow all the rules. Right. And then she's like, well, there's one thing you don't do. You, you haven't, maybe you need to sell everything you have and give it to the poor and then come follow me. Right. And it's, and it wasn't just about be poor. It was about, you know, you need to like take care of other people. You need to like not be selfish. You need to be, you know, these kind of things. Or another guy comes up, maybe I'm telling them, maybe a better story is to say, you know, um, these teachers of what they, of the law back then or, or the, the religious rules, and they would say, they would say, yo, Jesus, well, not yo, Jesus. They would say, <laughs> <laughs> yo, my, this is my paraphrase, like, yo, Jesus. Like, you know, um, what's the greatest rule, right? What's the greatest commandment? And he says, well, it's like, love your God. And the, and the second one is love your neighbor. He says, all the rules that you follow are summed up, are based on that. Love your God, love your neighbor. And so I think there are, there are things for me, it's not so much, yeah, maybe there's rules, but when I think of things like do not murder, do not steal, do not commit adultery, those aren't like moral rules. Those are more like how you treat people, yeah. right, kind like of things. Common decency. Almost, yeah, yeah, kind of things, right? And so... I don't think my wife and I think of it as we understand that they're commandment rules, but they're more like God saying, Hey, I, w- I want you to live a certain way, you and me. And part of that, you and me, is how you're going to treat other people. Mm-hmm. And, and that includes things like, Yo, don't murder people. <laughs> yeah, don't, you're not pulling out a yeah, checklist. Yeah, every night. don't. Like, nah, I didn't do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, don't steal things. Like, because I'm, but I, I feel like I get it too, because like, imagine if you lived in a society where it's like, yeah, you know, if you don't murder people, your society is kind of better. If you yeah. don't steal from people, you're, so. you're, you're, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you don't steal from people. You get a society, like, yeah. It's not just about, oh, you stole from someone. You you did wrong. Mm-hmm. I think of it more as like, you stole from someone. It's more like you broke trust. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's not just you took a material thing. It's you, you hurt broke, someone. You hurt someone's feelings. You broke trust. Yeah. You know, uh, don't commit adultery. Like, don't sleep with someone else's wife. You know, or don't sleep with someone else's husband. Why? that breaks trust that mm-hmm. breaks families that break it's not just the oh you broke a moral rule now it's time for punishment it's like yo there's a certain way that he wants people to live and, and that's like you don't screw each other over mm-hmm. by by screwing each other like you know so it's like i guess i think of it tend to think of it that way and then when there's when you do do something wrong when you do do something that god would have you not do it that way then there is an avenue to say, God says, all right, yo, like the equivalent would be like, yo, confess, confess that you did wrong. Just admit that you you did did wrong. wrong. Ask for forgiveness. Ask for forgiveness. And God be like, ah, yeah, I forgive you. Let's just, let's move on now, you know, kind of thing. So, so I think my wife and I try to teach our kids that way, where it's not just, here's a bunch of rules, follow it. It's, 
there's a certain way God wants us to live. Yeah. So how do like, we live that like, way? Almost like, I mean, I don't, I'm not religious, but the way I interpret it is like almost being better people in a way. Like, it's, yeah. You know, because it's not just rules and if you follow these, you're not automatically Christian, right? Right. Right. I think, because I think it's almost like saying, uh, how, how, I don't know how I would say this. It's like, there's, with every religion or not even religion, with every, you don't even need to be a religion. There's always, there's always saying, you could say, I follow this person. Mm. I follow the Buddhist way or I follow, I, f- I follow the way Brad Pitt tells us to live. <laughs> like I follow somebody, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? And I follow their ways and their suggestions and their teachings and I follow that. Christianity is about saying, all right, I follow Jesus. I trust that Jesus is God's son, like it's Christmas time. What do we understand? Christmas Christmas is celebrated by Christians saying that's when God sent Jesus, who is God, and said, all right, you be a human so that you teach them how I want them, how I want them to live as a human. You teach them. And then when you, when you die, all because sins require death because the, the natural consequence of sin is death. So if you sin, the natural consequence is death. So what happens is God says, oh, I'm going to send Jesus so that he never sinned, so he doesn't deserve death. But And it's not like a random punishment. It's just the natural consequence is death. So then... He says, all right, I'm going to take that natural consequence and put it on Jesus, and he's going to die so that everyone else can be forgiven. Yeah. And so then it's like, all right, I I trust that, and I'm going to follow Jesus. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of, I don't want to say Christianity in a nutshell, but that's kind of a lot of how I take it and understand it. So, yeah. And it isn't so much like, yeah, I don't think Christians, or at least for me, should be like, forcing it on other yeah, people. Yeah, it's been like a common theme in yeah. the podcast. It's not to be forced. Yeah, it's more but... So- there is, but having said that, there is still a deep, deep hope, and I would love it if everyone did, because mm-hmm. I think of it as that's what's true. That's what's salvation. I want everyone to have forgiveness. I want, to, and it's not just the person as like, yo, I want you to be a good person. It's like, yo, I want people to be a good group of people, yeah. a good society, and, and all that kind of stuff. And so, you know, it's it's that way. So my hope. I would, as a missionary and just even as a Christian, yeah, my hope and my my joy would come from people. But like, again, if B-boys and B-girls and graffiti writers and rappers and all that came and said, we're going to follow Jesus, I'd be like, my heart is overjoyed. Mm-hmm. But it's also, yeah, I ain't going to force that on you. Yeah. I'll gladly answer your questions, but I ain't going to force that on you. But if you want to know, I'll, I'll gladly talk about it. But even if you don't know, or even if I tell you and you say, I don't want to believe that, I'll still be like, I still love you, dude. Like, yeah. that's just... No hate. That's yeah. tough yeah. to balance out, though, right? Yeah. Like, I, you want something for people, but you also can't push them to do it. Mm. Oh, it's kind of... I don't know. Right. I think there have been a lot of bad things, and I don't think that that's God's modus operandi to force people to do it, to, to follow him. Like, everyone has, a, everyone has a choice, right? So it's just... It's God's thing. It's just like, here's my offer. It's up to you to take it. Yeah. It's like right? it's on the table. Take it's it. on the table. It. It's yours to take it, right? But I'm not going to make you take it. That's not this. It's like saying, if he wants a relationship with you based on love, then to force you to take it, it's not a very loving thing. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? That, that applies to a lot of things. Right. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, know? Yeah. So, you know, so it's, uh, but the offer is always, I think God's always willing to say, I'll mm. give you the offer. The offer that doesn't retract. Yeah. Right. All right, great. So on that note, um, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Um, oh, thank you, guys. Is there any, like, do you have any social media you want to shout out on Instagram? 
Toronto practice sessions. Toronto practice sessions. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, really, it's it's. I I know there have been people and including you guys and saying that you know you guys appreciate, you know, me putting on sessions and, and stuff like that. But really, it's the pleasure's mine. Like just to to get to know you guys and to like I grew up. Like people might think I understand. People might think, oh, Young Don knows nothing. Like, but it's like and I I really don't. <laughs> but it's I grew up hip hop. Like my joke is I'm half Korean, half Canadian, half hip hop. Like I grew up. I love the math. Yeah, I know. That's Western math. You know, just kidding. <laughs> and all the Waterloo guys like, yeah, that is Western math. You guys suck. <laughs> but like, you know, it's um, I grew up with hip hop. I love hip hop. Mm-hmm. I still remember. I mean, you, I remember when it was big in the '80s, oh, yeah. and there was this VHS that came out. VH, I don't know if you guys oh, know yeah, VHS. VHS. Yeah, yeah, VHS. Yeah, VHS. Yeah, it came out, and I saw the commercial on TV. And I don't remember. I think it might have been like Carlton from Fresh Prince of Bel Air, the guy who played yeah, Carlton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he had DV and how to learn breakdancing and called it breakdancing and stuff. And no one knew it was called breaking. Yeah, right? yeah, it was, yeah, you know, yeah. when it's in the popular culture, it's like breakdancing, yeah, right? Yeah. And I remember watching it, and I was like little. Yeah. I remember turning around to my mom and I was like, can you please buy me that? Yeah. I got to I want that. I want to learn. And she'd be like, no. <laughs> I'd be like, please, please, please. You're like begging as a kid, right? Yeah. No. Like, and she's like, no. And I'm like, why not? She's like, I don't want you to break your neck. And I was like, I promise I won't do the head spins. I'll just learn everything. And I was like, you know. <laughs> you know so, yeah. So it was like, you know, I grew up loving hip hop. And, I, and it's, I love, you know. I love all kinds of music, for example, but hip hop was always my kind of it's primary one. Yeah, yeah, you know, and so for me to open sessions, was like, oh, it was like, yeah, I love hip hop. I love breaking. I love this stuff. But then the great thing and what I appreciate about all the the breaking community here in Toronto or Canada or like, you know, the guys, the few guys I know around the world would be like, you know, I like it's almost like saying I started off because it's like. It was such a pleasure for me because it's like, oh, I love, I love hip hop culture. Mm-hmm. Now it's more. There's still that, but it's even more to be like, yeah, I love you guys. Like, I get, the more I get to know you guys, and the more I get to see, you know, how you guys are. I love talking with people about like, you know, you know, how's school or how's work or how's mm-hmm. your girl or how's your boyfriend or whatever, and you know, and get to know you guys. And I, I really appreciate that. In a, in a very small sense. Because again, it's, I say small because it's like because I'm not a b-boy, I'm not mm-hmm. part of a crew, I'm not in the jams, and like I'm not competing at the jam, battling yeah, yeah. the jam. But you did stuff. host one, like you hosted yeah. a charity one recently, yeah. Right? But, it, but what I'm saying is like the amount that you guys have kind of let me into your world, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. That I'm I'm so appreciative of you guys to to just kind it's of kinda accept like, me. Yeah, and yeah. Just say, All right. I mean, maybe maybe part of it is like. Who is this guy? We can't get rid of him. <laughs> he's running sessions. He's, so at, all, he's at all the events. Who is this dude? He's a yeah. narc. Is he a narc? You know, kind of stuff, but he's cool, I guess. <laughs> yeah. you know, two years later, okay, I don't think he's a narc. Yeah, I think he's good. He's fine. He's good But I, I appreciate B-Boys and B-Girls just kind of letting me be a, a little bit in that in that world. And, and mm-hmm. I'm really, I know people have said, well, you guys appreciate letting me, you know, me putting on session stuff. But it's like, yeah. Dude, you guys don't know how much I appreciate just mutual appreciation. The friendships and and the and and the you know the friendships and the relationships, just getting to know you guys and, mm-hmm. and getting to know people and just kind of 
being there and just letting l- letting me be there. Even if it's just I'm just against the wall at the jam. <laughs> just chilling. I get to be there and yeah. I get to witness and You're I get to like I can be like, yo, that's so sick and yeah, like yeah, you know. Yeah. But it's so funny because I'll be at jams and I'll st- I'm still learning, right? Because I'm still like, yo, that was so sick and I love you know what I really I love watching you guys practice here and then at jam it just you guys just go full out and it's like, yeah. whoa, that's nuts, it's crazy, right? Yeah, it's just yeah. or just after two and a half years seeing everyone improve, I'm like, yo, that's crazy. But then I also know I need to learn a lot because I'm still like sometimes I watch a battle and I'm like wait wait how come that guy won yeah. I thought that guy would have won I don't understand what yeah, I don't yeah, get it yeah I was like I don't understand I thought that person he crashed alright I know what a crash is now <laughs> but then it's like but then see but I love it because I'll I'll even go up to people after people don't know so I'll go up to somebody after and be like yo can you explain to me why that person won like no diss to that person I just don't understand yeah, why did that person win to why did that person not win and then like oh okay I get it so when they explain I'm like oh okay I learned something it's like oh, I get it because it was like I thought I saw a session it was like I know hip hop and then watching you guys and being part of it I was like oh I knew nothing you know com- relatively it's like I knew nothing so, so I, I, I really appreciate you know all the b-boys and b-girls kind of letting me be like take a step into your into your world into mm-hmm. your community and, and just you know and, and um yeah i don't know i don't know if i'm saying that all that right but if it makes any sense <laughs> yeah it made a lot I, of sense I, 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 so I for it. all of you listening uh, just on the topic of letting people in um we the session runs as of now 7 to 9 30 at bayview Glen alliance church um if you guys are con- if you guys want to try breaking feel free to DM us on Instagram or email us, figure out the details, uh, or you guys can somehow find the Toronto Practice Session group chat, find out the session's going on. Everybody here is super friendly. We're opening. Ask somebody to teach you. They'll be more than happy to teach mm. you. Yeah, aside from yeah, that, aside thank from you, Young Dove. Yeah, thank you so much for coming on. Um, and we'll see you on another episode, yeah. right? Again, if you guys think you're an interesting person or you just have something to talk about, feel free to email us at uh, tellmeaboutofficial at gmail.com or on our Instagram, tellmeaboutpodcast. Yeah, bye. Yeah. Bye. Bye.